This is the Rebel Author Podcast, where we talk about books, business, and occasionally bad words. Hello, Rebels, and welcome to episode 11 of The Black Heron. Uh, no books today, we just had a lovely chat, uh, a little bit of a craft chat too. Um, so enjoy the episode. Well, hello, Sasha Black. Hello, my friend. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm sleepy. And we're like, it's so funny that we record on opposite, literally opposite ends of the world. Like if I dug through the world, I would end up in like northern Spain. So it oh, is wow. not far. That's my antipode from here. Um, so yeah, so you are just getting ready to go to bed and I'm just getting waking what up. What time is it yeah. for you? It's it's seven. But I, you know, okay. I, I already okay. have had one meeting, so. We're... Oh, wow. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> so oh, that's, wow. that's, that's how it goes. Sorry. Hello, family. Yes, family is already in, in the Hi. call. Is that Chloe? <laughs> it is, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what, did she, what did she just give you? Um, no comment. Oh, you just... Oh, it looked like post-its is why I asked. <laughs> no, it's my uh, poison of choice. It's chocolate. <laughs> the looks so good. That's actually better than post-its. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely better than post-its. I, I'm kind of like, oh, but I will save it for afterwards. Otherwise, people, this will become ASMR instead of actually a podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Some people might really, really like that. Tell me I, how you how are. How do you feel about, well, no, hang on, hold on, hold on. How do you feel yeah. about ASMR? I, I, this, what an interesting question. It freaks me out because mm. I think I would like it too much. Like it ah. makes me almost uncomfortable, almost uncomfortable. Um, how do you feel? Um, so I don't like the mouth chewing sounds. They I like, I no. get, no, mm. like I get, I get kind of aggressive at the dinner table. If there were like any yeah. mouth chewing sounds. And the whispering um, does nothing for me. Like it just, that no. just, that creeps me out. But other things. Yeah. Like- I think there are probably other things that would work. I'm sure I listened to something, um, but I can't remember what it was. Cause we had a whole discussion in my Slack group and they were all like desperately trying to find some ASMR that I would like. But, um, do you ever listen to like the binaural beats yes. things? So I can't stand that either. Oh, I that like sends that me so wacko. Much. Like I hate it. I hate it. it <gasps> makes me feel so, dizzy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like I'm on a ship. <sighs> yeah, the yeah. binaural really works for my brain. But the thing that I can't do is um like the white noise, which is the uh with the variegated movement of the sound. So like the the crowd noise will move from one side of your head to the other side of your head while the waves are going around. That that makes me feel dizzy. I can't. I can't yeah, yeah. Okay. So I but I do like things like thunderstorms. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's kind of like a monotonous. Yeah. Yeah. That I have kind a perfect of is... mix of pink noise and crowd. And I think there might be a little bit of storm in there too. Um, oh. And that is just, and then I pay extra, you know, I paid extra for that. I bought the app a long time ago uh, because when you have, it's just called the white noise app, I think, but then you can layer it over music. So oh, what? I could just turn my brain off. I put on like a lo-fi, whatever, you know, lo-fi study music and then put the pink noise and a little bit of crowd. And if I am anywhere, you know, I don't usually need it here at the desk because it's really quiet, but if I'm anywhere else, it's, it just ah, puts me into Zen. 
Yeah, that's then, amazing. I love that. So I listen good. to a lot of like just piano music as well. Mm-hmm. Like because there's no lyrics. Like the minute yep. there's words, it has to, it has. I can listen to words whilst writing, but they have to suit the tone of the scene. Mm. So like I often create playlists for a book, but then mm-hmm. then I'm stuffed because I can only listen to that playlist whilst writing. <laughs> <laughs> and have you ever accidentally heard the song that's on the playlist elsewhere and you're transported into the book? Uh, Not comfortable. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I. Yeah, I probably have. I probably have, and then I'm like, oh, but actually, that's not too. That's not too bad because sometimes I'll get scene ideas, right? So then that's not. That's not. Yeah. I read. I read this one really, 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 really sad book in which um a young boy dies and like the death scene. Um, I listened to this Moby song that was so tragic, and and now if I hear that Moby song, I just (laughs) I want to weep. And I don't, and I don't always remember why, but suddenly I'm so sad because I lost the Music character. Is so powerful, though. Like, don't you think it's one of the yeah. most? Like with smell, I think music yes. and smell are two of the most potent, like emotion causing things that are not like other humans. Yes. Kind of. And to pair those, if we're writing, know, right? to have the right yeah. music and the right candle and whatever it is, yeah. that could be super, super helpful, I think, personally. Yeah, well, that's why I used to, um, I still do it sometimes, but why I start a new candle when I start drafting to try and beat the candle, like, because then I also get the aroma. And so sometimes books smell of certain things to me. You yeah. tried to beat the candle? That is so smart. What the so fuck? Smart. Have we talked about this? No, oh I don't think but- so. Oh my God. Okay. So I know that I write about 2000 words an hour on average when I'm drafting. Like if I draft with people, it's slightly more. If I'm drafting alone, it's slightly less, but like over the course of a novel, it averages to about 2000 an hour, which means an 80,000 word novel is 40 hours, right? And you can get 40 hour candles. So little miss competitive. (laughs) You're literally competing against the candle. I love it so much yeah. but have see i always find that the candles lie like a four hour taper is going to be two and a half so the bigger one the bigger they are generally the more, the, the more reliable they seem to get for me yeah yeah but also just write faster <laughs> you still have to beat it <laughs> genius that and yeah. have you done it you've done it you've beat the candle yeah oh yeah i never failed to beat the candle i and got close once good excuse to buy the $50 candle because you know the really right. nice ones are so expensive but oh. and, and I have to and so it's like a whole fucking charade because I won't just have any candle it has to smell right for the book and so like when when I say this to Chloe she's like like because she knows we're going candle shopping and it's like and I'm like and smell this one and smell this one and smell this one what is what is your scent profile usually Okay, so my preference for like personal perfume is anything with oud. So I yes, really like too. Middle Eastern smells, very mm. deep, very like potent mm. yeah, oud. I do quite like um like sometimes like a rose in there, like that. It can be a bit hit and miss with that. Um on Chloe, I love anything like sandalwood, cedarwood, bergamot. Bergamot is a mm-hmm. smell with her quite mm. a lot. Um is it vetiver? Vetiver? Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um for me though, I change perfumes really badly. Like nothing ever smells the same on me um uh-huh. that as it does in the bottle. I don't uh-huh. know why. Um so I have to leave it on for a bit and then see if it smells nice after. Um, Whereas Chloe doesn't really change smells. They smell 
like so she wears the Savage do you know the the Johnny Depp like oh it's like in a blue bottle and it's a it's a Johnny so whenever anyone wears that I'm like (laughs) 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 but yeah we're we're quite a um, perfume household like whenever we go to the airport we're like shall we get a new smell (laughs) that's amazing so what but what can what kind of candle um, well, and yeah, I mean, any. I mean, it looks sim- similar, similar, so, yeah, 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 similar. I would say I, I do love a lavender as well. Mm. Um, and I think that's because there were a couple of books that kind of had a lavender, so that kind of embedded. So, but I will do rose, I will do, um, I had like a, a more woody smell for one of the See, books. I, I like the woody, the tobacco, the cedar, the yes, the, those yes. that's what I want for books for, for my body. I want oud. or like any of the really deep rich ones yeah 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 it's so interesting isn't it I love it I love it but yeah beat the candle I challenge you to do one (laughs) I love this This is such a good excuse to buy a candle (laughs) and you're going into winter so you know exactly I burn candles all the time all the time oh do you it's just yeah it's just getting light now it's like seven you know almost 7 30 and it's still pretty dark outside so yeah and I'm all bundled up yeah yeah so how are you? I'm good. I am. I feel. I feel a little bit crazed, busy. I don't know how you feel. You know, at the end of a month, but I've, there's always so many things to like wrap up and do and package and you know get our podcast up and out and um. Uh, oh, I always write my Patreon essay, and it's always late. It's always like coming in right at the last minute. Um, so I'm feeling. I'm feeling a little bit busy. Oh, I um I shared it on my podcast and I shared it with you, but I didn't share it on the black hair that I did sell Seven Miracles of Beatrix Holland. So that will be coming out in 2025 from um Grand Central. And it's uh May Zing 2025. Do you know do you have a month yet? I think very early, like January, February is I think oh, what they so said. Exciting. So and I when excited. will you have like more info? Like, are they gonna is it coming hardback first or is it going into paper? Do you know anything? They, they, you know, when we were talking at first, they said, you know, we're we're seeing this as a hardcover, and, and both me and my agent were like, really? Because this mm-hmm. is it doesn't feel it doesn't it's it's lightweight. I think it's lightweight paranormal. I think they're gonna try to pitch it as women's fiction magical realism, um, which is fine. It could suit that, but I think it's light paranormal. So that to me is a trade paper. Mm-hmm. And they paid me just above what I and I, I can't say what it is. Someday someday I will say, but I got trouble last time I said it on the, on the podcast when it was like a new wait book. a year until it, exactly you know, a year yeah, then nobody yeah, cares. Yeah, um yeah. but they paid me enough to take it off my desk. You know, um I did I think I, I know I shared with you that the, the I will share this. The first offer we got from a reputable um traditional publisher was three thousand dollars. And I was like, no, no. Did you show three fingers? Wait, hang on. This one. <laughs> yeah. Can you, I mean, come on. Come on. Who would actually do that though? Like I can understand that for a translation or like, you know, some kind of subright, but you don't do that for UK or not UK, English language, because you can make way more than that. 
Like, I don't why think would people you, know I, that there's this, uh, there's a, there's a woman who's in a very similar genre. Hers is not queer. Um, but it is like, you know, practical magic light kind of thing. And I follow her on book talk and she, you know, she's been hyping the book for like a year. It's also, and then I found out it's from the same publisher and she's a debut yeah. author. So I'm sure that she took the 3000 or the 4,000 and oh, that's no. who takes it is a new author who doesn't know that like, you will make that over and over and over again. Hopefully you'll make that over and over again, especially if you have any kind of list or any kind of ability to build one. The problem is when they only spend 3000 acquiring yeah. a book, they have no incentive to try and earn that money back because they yeah. know damn well it will come from the big sellers. So then you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because they're not likely to then to give you a marketing budget. Mm. So it just, you know, it's, it's the it's only good thing about taking a small deal, a smaller deal is that you will, you will probably earn out and then be able to sell another book. But yeah, you know, would you want to do that? I don't know. So anyway, the other one is bigger, big enough. And I love the editor. So um, I'm super excited to work on it, but she didn't think there was much work to do, uh, which was a pleasure to hear because I, you know, I had gotten it ready for self-publishing. It was um, already wonderfully edited by one of my favorite editors and I did those developmental edits. And so the new editor will have a few little tweaks. Um, did I share with you? Um, I shouldn't say this, but my agent will never listen to this, but, um, my agent had asked for a specific change, which I was like, I don't love that, but I'll, you know, I'll just do it, whatever it's a book. And that was the thing that the editor was like, can, can we take that out? <laughs> And my, and my agent was on the call. Do you feel very, very validated right now? That's a little validated. She does. This is interesting though. She does want, because I think it's 93,000, which is like my sweet spot for a book. Um, she does want to get it down to about 80. She said that's their sweet spot for this particular genre, which to me feels oh, wow. really short. So she did have an idea of what story, there's a very small storyline that I can easily lift out and I'm not married to. Um, mm -hmm. So she, she suggested that, but, but I feel like that's, quite short don't you that's that's I mean I write books that are around between 84 and 86 okay typically yeah I mean that's I that's where I naturally end feel very full and long and good like that's a good length yeah okay yeah I, I mean eight, eight, between 84 and 86 is like yeah a really happy spot for me because it's it's long enough that it's over 300 pages, yeah. but it's not over four or five. Mm -hmm. You know, I wrote a 125,000 word book and that was like, like, that <gasps> was, that was a lot. That was a lot. Like that was a lot for everybody involved. Like I don't need to do that again. <laughs> okay. That's too and much for my activator. <laughs> yeah. And I'm an overwriter by nature. So to take out, you know, 10,000 words or so will be fun for me because I really really do like to cut um are yeah. you an overwriter by nature or an underwriter no under under oh I yeah like so my first drafts are usually 70 I feel like yeah. everybody knows on a gut level if you've written more than 20,000 words in your life I feel like everybody knows what they are I've never yeah. asked a yeah. writer who says oh that's interesting I don't know everybody knows that they're an underwriter and overwriter <laughs> chronically <laughs> underwriting and it's usually um that's so nice Mm, is it so though nice. is it yes yes it's like so maybe it's like straight hair curly hair like you always want the one you yeah that definitely definitely <laughs> yeah yeah for sure because then like oh I don't even 
I tell you though, I used a new editor this time. Fuck me. Best editor I've ever had. I'm <gasps> literally, yeah. Well, I don't know. I had a very good editor when I was, when I first started writing as well, actually. But um, wonderful to find this, this, this new editor just literally blew my mind. And she pushed me so hard as well to like good. fix things and make things better. Mm. And like, she had this really good eye for structure. And I just mm. feel like she has made this book so fucking good. Um, and I am like, as I handed it to her, I was concerned because mm-hmm. I didn't have the same level of excitement as book one. By the time she handed the copy edits back, I was so fucking buzzed for this book that like it, that was it. Like I, I had the full excitement again. Like she made me proud of it. And oh. yeah, although I have to say she took it from 88K down to 84. So <laughs> everybody gets words cut <laughs> so was she kind of doing a combo dev edit developmental edit with a copy edit so she did she offered three rounds I took two okay. um yeah and so I did I did do a dev edit although I did say like I don't like I'm not sure if we need a dev edit because it has been my beta and I are like quite comprehensive in what we do like it it was very different from the first draft yeah um and actually she only had three changes um of which two needed new scenes adding so it wasn't like that it was pretty clean by the time it got to her but but all edit she was I just cannot tell you how good she was like she really made me excited to to be working with her and like that was wonderful because I haven't felt that in a long time so um yeah I I don't think I'll be leaving her anytime soon a good editor is (laughs) so so important I've been working with the same editor for gosh so many so many years now and she um she was in trad and she was the very she's she was a knitter I know her through the knitting world and she she once read something of mine that was on like a, this website like contesting before I was ever published and she wrote to me and I didn't know her well I just knew she was an editor and we knew each other peripherally in the knitting world and she sent me a message and it said you will be published and Aww. it was so because she believed that I could bring oh. a book into the world and we all need somebody like that we need somebody like that and then yeah. you know when I started doing the self-publishing I started hiring her and she is so kind but also doesn't let anything get by and I've learned more from her about language usage and about structure than I ever did anywhere else just yeah I yeah what I really liked is that this editor did not um bullshit or wrap me in any cotton wool which my command really appreciates the clarity like I don't I don't really need the cotton wool but what she did do was she was like you know in that sort of first round it was like there's a lot to like here and I was like uh oh oh that's that's, (laughs) oh yeah yeah that's worrying (laughs) yeah and then like by the time we got to the final round she was like I love the changes and I was like fuck yes now I know she knows she means it you know so yeah so like that that was really good the book is with advanced readers oh my god when does it come out june the 22nd which is like in one minute yes i am starting book three tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) i have to write and edit book three before i go on holiday on the 17th of july 18th of july six weeks yeah that i mean it's tight it's you love that kind of pressure like as you are like saying oh it's tight it's going (laughs) hard your face (laughs) is like i'm so excited (laughs) and you're calling out of me (laughs) 
<laughs> you are so happy, happy, happy about this. I, I'm so are you excited about the drafting? Do you have, because I know you have a pretty extensive thinking slash planning phase. Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to talk to you. I was going to ask you a question, actually. Please. So um, this is my outline here. Mm-hmm. My outline is not as comprehensive as it normally is. I would mm. say the first 40% this time is like a movie at this point. So I know the first 40% is going to go very quickly. I have like the roadmap of the whole story. And the same thing happened with to me with book two. And because it's fantasy romance, you have to have as much plot as romance. Yeah. And where I stumbled in starting last time was not understanding the core conflict between the two or, or maybe not the conflict because I knew I knew what had happened, but I didn't kind of understand their differences connected to like their wounds and stuff. So I guess my question to you is like, how do you intellect on that? Or how do you give yourself questions like about the relationship? Because they have to almost be like a juxtaposition to each other or two sides of the same coin, right? There has Mm -hmm. to be some kind of opposite yin-yang that pulls them together. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm about there now with them. But like, I don't know, talk to me about how you do that. Because I, when I'm writing romance, I've learned, you know, but so so many times the hard way is that even (laughs) if they are, you know, often our characters are, are rather similar, but if they're core desire is opposite as opposite as I can make it even if they are perfect for each other um even if they want the same end goal if the reason for wanting the end goal is different enough that will produce conflict does that make sense okay yeah so so book three is a competition and is it and um, it's new characters or are we following the same characters I can't remember we're following no so no no I'm not have- gonna Right. I won't say the names, but yeah. it's another one of the characters from the group. Perfect. Okay, great. So, okay, great. So this so tell me character, yeah. Okay, so this so we've got and one new character. So we've got we've got one character who kind of came from poverty, mm-hmm. um, but is a self-made millionaire, mm-hmm. and then you've got one character who's super wealthy, legacy, old money, but was never good enough for her parents like nothing mm-hmm. she does is good enough so I kind of feel like that like you've got one who's like uh, w- brought up in kind of scarcity but had to fight through to make the money and then you've got one who like is trying to prove herself so it's like they're both trying to prove themselves but in different ways kind of like so yeah it, I mean I know that we have talked about the Enneagram and I know that I don't fully buy it in terms of you know, who we are. I would love to buy it a little bit harder than I do. However, because I, I always feel like I'm a little bit of everything. Like there's three I could really strongly be. And, and we've talked about it. And I, and I heard you talk, Claire Taylor, is that her name? It was a fantastic show, yeah. episode. Fantastic. Yeah. But I find the Enneagram really useful for characters in terms of like their core wounds and wants. Have you looked at that for those two characters? Do you know what they are? I don't. I I think more in strengths than I do the Enneagram. Oh, so I don't okay. know enough about it. So I could probably well, tell you their strengths, but I yes, don't know. Tell me, tell me their strengths off the top of your head. Okay, so. All right. Welcome back, sorry. listener. We just had to bleep out <laughs> Sasha's saying of a character's right. name. We're going to call, we're going to call uh, them, we're going to call them X and Y. How's that? Yeah. Okay. So X is um, learner, input, intellection, all green, mostly oh. green, I would say. Uh-huh. Whereas um, character Y, 
is I would okay so character x also has some self-assurance in there Mm-hmm. probably command i would say but mm-hmm. mostly green whereas analytical as well whereas character y is a bit more on the executing strengths i would say probably more executing definitely they both they they're both very competitive i don't know if they have competition though but they are super competitive i would say um y has significance uh probably strategic in terms of greens and then a lot of executing achiever for sure um so i'm wondering if okay i'm just going to throw this at you because what if what if x was all of you know the 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 thinking but the one thing that they have like maybe their number one is competition Okay. but really don't know how to compete, but they will compete no matter what. And then they'll think really hard about it. But our executor here has less of it to, you know, the, like complicate them that way. Yeah. Like why feels very petty. Why is like a petty, they're petty competitive. Whereas like yes. X is more like feel the burn competitive. Feel the burn. I must succeed. Is X the poverty or the legacy? Well, yeah. oh, no, then they why- should they- Y is petty legacy, X is poverty. Oh, poverty competition high. And I mean, and, you know, make them competition number one. That's your number one. And you'll be able to, you know, lean into that and understand why they're, why they're doing it. Okay. I feel like they're quietly. Yeah. You know, for why that'll be, that'll be why they do things. You feel like. And also their wounds. Yeah. Like that's all their, all the wounds come Mm -hmm. from there. Yeah. I feel like the X character is um, like, like quietly competitive so not like your typical yellow person who's like super extroverted or whatever they're kind of quietly competitive yeah okay this helps me hugely thank you quietly competitive but like so so it doesn't show on the outside like everybody knows that you are everybody know yeah yeah, yeah. but for this one perhaps it's a little bit secret like yeah that is the drive is that they have to win Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, they both including including character Y, they have to win character Y too. That's gonna be so fun. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to start drafting again. It's my happy place. So we're two or a couple months out. Like I don't know, four months out from release of book one. How is that feeling to you? How has it been? Has it still been selling? Have you been hearing from people? What's going on with that? It, it, it has been a whirlwind, I would say, because so I don't know how much I can say, really, I probably not can't say anything. But what I will say is that I've got offers on the table from from places, which is unexpected. And, you know, no, no offers have gone over the line yet. Some are yeah. at contract stage. Um, but I would love to start talking about them when they do <laughs> go over, if they go over. Um, so that's been like very, very, very unexpected because uh. it took a lot longer for that to happen with the nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like I would, I would, yeah, I don't know. I am so happy to be writing this that like, I'm really kind of determined to make this make some money. Uh. Um, so I've already plotted out like, the whole next of to end of next year and I want to have a number of books and I'm hoping that because it's now public knowledge that I am reducing my hours with um the Alliance of Independent Authors that I should be able to speed up production so I'm going down to like just I think it's like 
12 hours a quarter or something it's like three hours a month yeah so I'm I'm essentially essentially now more well that is full-time that's who doesn't lose who doesn't lose an afternoon a month right exactly (laughs) how does that feel to be headed towards this full 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 time bittersweet because I fucking adore ally like I'm glad you get to stay a little bit yeah so am I oh my god like when that got arranged I was like I literally nearly cried with gratitude because like I didn't really want to leave um but also I actually cannot continue to work the hours that I've been working and I'm exhausted and I think if I had continued I probably would have ended up in burnout Mm. um and of course we all leave our day jobs to write full-time so the fact that the fiction is showing a lot of potential you know it 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 just it was time it it was time um, it is so amazing yeah so yeah. all right i just had to pause quickly because of the dog um i'm so excited for you though this I, is i'm excited and terrified me measure all right what are you terrified of it is a financial drop i do have yeah. a mortgage yeah <laughs> you know, i mean so you know obviously having you know it's quite a number of hours it's between like 30 and 50 hours a month so it's <gasps> it's quite a lot of time back so you know oh and between God. 30 and 50 that's technically a book a month that's you know if, if that's a book yeah. after 40 hours it's a book so theoretically it should see an increase in production it of course it doesn't always work like that in practice mm-hmm. um because some of the reduction is about my need to actually have evenings off yeah uh, which I haven't been doing. exactly yeah. so yeah but so the the terror is kind of just having the faith in myself that I will make the money yeah I really look forward to you doing that to just your success <laughs> really look forward to 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 watching you you say remember when I was so scared I don't know I don't know if we ever say that though I don't know if we ever say remember when I was so scared and that I couldn't do that I think we're always scared always you know and that's probably good I I do think that like the leap of faith to have that faith in yourself like and to either reduce when you have grown up in some kind of employment Mm-hmm. to have that faith in yourself and to reduce is honestly so terrifying like yeah I I, I yeah I grew up kind of not we, we grew up poor just poor poor you know refried beans for dinner three times a week kind of kind of thing I didn't I didn't know that we were poor they did a good job of hiding that from us but you know we never we never got new clothes or anything like that and and I but I wanted money I always wanted money I was always entrepreneurial and I got my first job at 14 I was a, we were living overseas and I worked as a secretary like like I was actually doing secretarial jobs and I worked from 14 to I quit my job say 2016 so I would have been 44 so 30 years even though I was only is that the right math? Yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. 14 to 44. And the day I handed in my notice, I went into my boss's office and I worked 48 hour shifts at that point. Um, so I think I was in, I think I was in day two of that shift, but I walked into my boss's office and I told her that I was, I needed to put in my notice. And then I had to go home sick with a migraine and it was major to go home sick because you had to come and get somebody to come in and work the last 18 hours of your shift on their day off. But I, I couldn't. I was so stressed out just to have that conversation. How did you feel going into that conversation? 
um they knew that he had a feeling like he How knew me quite well he, I don't know I he just so I brought both of them together because I had sort of two managers and the one who was like he, he I feel like he might have had more empathy or something he, he had a lot more blue strengths and he just knew he he just knew he sat there and smiled as I was like trying not to cry as mm. as I said it and he just he was like I knew I knew it was coming like like well done congratulations kind of thing um but I don't think I have ever felt so terrified like I've I've done a lot of things in my life and that was probably the most terrifying thing I've ever done um yeah, yeah me too. like f- me too for sure I remember the day that I left though I was always like I will walk out in Christian Louboutin shoes <laughs> so the day that I so the day that I left I barely did any work I, I think I finished at like I think I only worked like two hours in the morning and then I was like right it's time to go so I packed up my laptop took it to the office and I like walked out around lunchtime wearing Louboutin oh, shoes like I just fucking God. strutted my shit right the fuck out the door and that was the end of it <laughs> that is beautiful that you yeah. had this goal and then you did it yeah it you did was. It in exactly the way again like I, I um your face is just like glowing it's terrifying but it's so it's so perfect for you this is going to be so perfect for you I hope so I hope so I I mean yeah well well people love your people love your work you have an audience your writing is smashing I'm just so excited for this oh my god so what are you what are you working on I am finally, so I got, I I also finally got out the how to publish in today's market class. Um, I finally got that out the door and it just took, it just took so much longer than I thought it would, especially for the editing and teachable doesn't have closed captioning and it was a really long course. So, um, there's a, there's a lot to handle in that and got it out the door and I priced it at a higher price point that I, than I felt comfortable with. And it just was nagging me. And I dropped it to 50% off and I'm just going to leave it there for a while. And that made me happy. Um, now it is at a, an affordable price, you know, um, and I'm offering scholarships for anybody who is um, of, of many, you know, uh, to anyone basically who asked for it. And it, it made me feel so much better. And that's weird because I, I know my worth and I like to sell the things that, that are good. And it's not about that. It's about, I don't know. I don't know. It felt good for me to drop the price. And um, and it sold more too when I did that. So that worked as well. And so that's out the door. And now I'm back into the recovery memoir, which has been sitting on my agent's desk for forever. And she asked for pretty... So that memoir was told in like a, a past tense with a present tense, past tense, present tense over the, the course of 12 months. Um, a, a one year of this, all of this stuff happening. And she asked me to try um, pushing the past and the present into just one chapter. And because one was like happening, one was reflection. And I, and it's going to work either way, but I'm not averse to doing, trying it her way. So she wants me to do three chapters, smush them, and then re- do a proposal and then she'll take it out. And this is one that I'm also very, very, very happy to self-publish and was planning on doing. But I have to say, it's kind of been fun because I have been away for it for so many months that it feels new to me. And smushing together is making me 
have to cut and be really creative. Also, I have to say this about um, uh, ChatGPT is that I had this long, you know, I have, I, I really like writing in present tense for memoir as if I, you know, I am in that moment, but for this, we're trying, I'm trying past tense. So I took this big chunk of present tense and put it into chat GPT and asked it to put it in a past tense. And it did it perfectly, perfectly. Like it's the dialogue amazing. was a little stilted. I had to change, you know, like I will go to the store, you know, I'll go to the store, but um, otherwise it, it was so good and it was so fast and it was you know mm -hmm. those kind of changes are so fiddly because you'll have to make four tiny tiny changes to tenses in you know each sentence and you always miss some and it didn't miss any two, two things about that one is about the the smushing and the other one's about gpt i'll, I'll do the smushing first because gpt is easier to remember <laughs> um i love that you have an agent to challenge you like that mm -hmm. because I do feel like sometimes when we are indie authors if we don't keep getting some kind of editorial pushback Push. or yep. challenge we go stale and stagnant and I really hello high learner but I really love being challenged and that kind of deliberate practice to change things up um and yeah so I love that you have that like that would that would bring me joy to to be told to do that and to like experiment yeah. with like how that works it does not bring me joy it, it, brings, oh, me it brings me attitude and um, I don't want to do it in my and I but I but I but you're exactly right as an indie writer and a proud indie writer, I can, I know that I can get precious about my writing. I know that I can be like this. I, I've thought so hard about this. I'm really good at this job. Um, I've hired an editor who agreed with me, you know, how dare you? And then it's always after the, I think that if somebody gives me a, a an idea and I say, oh no, that's not going to work for the book. Fabulous. If somebody gives me an idea and I say, how dare you? then they're probably right. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I have a strong emotional reaction to how fucked up it is, yeah. I I really need to think about it. This is probably good. <laughs> my my usual response is, oh, for fuck's sake. Exactly. If your answer response. is, yes. If your answer is, oh, for fuck's sake, then you probably should do it. If your answer is like, oh, no, thank you. No, that's okay. Yeah. If, it's, yeah. if it's mild, then you yeah. know, you're good. You're still solid. Yeah. Oh, bugger. Yeah, which which is why when I worked with um, this new editor and I got the email, my immediate response was, for fuck's sake, I knew that this was like gold <laughs> dust. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. What were you going to say about the ChatGPT? Oh my God, I love ChatGPT. Like praise Joe for telling everybody to use it because, yes. oh my God, it is so fucking good. I, so <clears throat> here is, here's the real test, right, for me, uh, because I have used GPT to outline. So Ooh, the outline that I yeah. have here, the outline that I have here is not, so I have got about 8,000 words of outline in from GPT that I have like used and kind of um, prompted and tweaked and iterated, but I still have had to come back to hand outlining. Mm -hmm. The problem that I'm having is that I can't seem to like outline the back end, even though I know even though I know the whole story. So on the one hand, GPT has sped me up because usually I will hand outline three times and have to talk the plot out to right. somebody before I can start writing. I haven't done that this time. And yet yeah. I feel like some parts of this outline are far sturdier than I ever start with. So I'm really curious to see what happens this time. Um, 
Yeah. Very curious. Very curious. I'm looking forward to my next um, drafting of a novel because I really want to use ChatGPT to bounce ideas off during too. Like you could say, here's, here's the story, you know, what could happen, what, what seven things could happen next if these parameters are already set up. And then Uh are you going to, are you going to play with that? Yeah. Yeah. And I've done things like, so one of the, so there's four challenges in the competition and Mm. I am not great at coming up with that hunger game style challenge. So I worked with it. I gave it some parameters and said, it has to be like this kind of thing. What are the options? But then I've gone even deeper and I've gone like, well, what are some of the magical language that I should be using? Like, what are some of the technical terms I should, like, how do I make this person sound like a nerd, right? Like, but in this very niche technical area. And so like, there's things like that. And that stuff is like blowing my mind. (laughs) Because we could think and iterate and eventually get there perhaps, but to be thrown all of these ideas and then be able to catch them and twist them and make them exactly what we want. Cause it's never perfect. Like it doesn't oh say something God, and nothing. you go like, yeah, you're like that's it. No, but what it does is it's, it's like having the conversation with your really smart writing friends over lunch where they're all throwing yes. ideas and you go, no, yes. no, 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 no. I hate all of those, but you just made me think of this. So that's exactly yeah. kind of how I, ha- and that's, I, that is why I've still had to come back here yes. because everything that it's yes. given me is like, I feel like some, I feel like there's two schools of people. Either you are prompting GPT to create prose mm-hmm. or mm. y- you are using GPT to give you the yes. prompt yes. to create you, the prose. And I'm that way around. You just crystallize something about the way I think about AI as it is right now is that it's going to be super useful or put people out of a job who are doing the rote writing that is like to report on something or to explain how this, you know, um, little miniature fan works. ChatGPT will do that. But for the creatives, we're using it for idea generation. And, oh, that's, exa- that's the difference. That's the difference. I mean, I think it, I think. I well, I do think it will eventually be able to write novels as good as a novel writer. But I do I think it. Yeah, but I think it's like, are you are you going to fight against the wave or are you going to grab a surfboard? Yes. Like, where's the and fucking surfboard? It, no. it will be able to write. It will be able to write good books, and I believe you know everybody's like, well, it won't be able to bring an emotion. It will learn how to bring in an emotion. Oh no, it will. Yeah, yeah. But However, it can never be a human. You still have can, to market exactly. those books, right? Exactly. So you still have to. You know, and as and indie authors, we are very, very good at branding and being people and humans and having mm-hmm. That's a the thing that draws people to us. I'm I'm not worried, to be honest. I'm way. not worried anymore. I really, really was. Um, mm. But the fact is that I will always be giving my money to somebody that I can see or, you know, hear. Like when when Sasha writes a book, I want Sasha's book. I if AI wrote a book that was similar, I still want the book with Sasha's heart underneath it. And I will always want that. And that's going to see us through our lifetime, I believe. Um, I signed up for um, Joanna Penn's, uh, hi, Joe, I know she listens, um, to her AI like live oh, webinar yeah, thing. With, yeah, yeah, but, I've been thinking about that. Yeah, I think I think you should because um, what she's doing, I was chatting to her the other day, she, what she's doing is she's just spending those two hours taking people through like, Here's how I prompt this. This is what pseudo write looks like because I've actually never even looked inside pseudo write. Um, 
she she explained something that I stupidly didn't know because I feel like you know I'm always trying to learn these things and I'm really fascinated by all this stuff but it, there's there's big holes in my knowledge and I'm trying to close those holes and that's what we're going to be doing for the rest of our lives but I said I, I asked her like how do I keep on top of all of the technology like every single day there's like 12 new different apps that will help you do something differently and they're all AI and they're and and she said right now they're all running on open AI it's the same thing so if you if you can prompt, if you learn how to do all of these things over here, it, they're all running on the same systems right now. I thought I thought there were like 43,000 new AI systems every day. Okay, that made me feel a lot better. There's still yeah. the large language model that that is just powering all this. Yeah, no, I think the only, I think there was a new one and I may be mistaken because I'm not very good at the technical stuff, but I think Amazon have just released Bedrock, which I think oh, is their own oh, version. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, it is, it is. Yeah. But I don't know if that's actually like released, released. I don't know. I am really not technical enough. I just think yeah. that it's cool to play with. And I'm not even an early adopter. I wouldn't say I'm an early adopter either. I would say I'm like early middle. Like I'm early middle. I'm, yeah. I'm early middle. On the middle side, I am always early. And in terms of tech, I usually have all of the gadgets, yeah. but in terms <laughs> of, love a gadget. <laughs> I, I love a gadget and I will be early, early for that. Um, but in terms of like all of, all of this stuff, I just think it's super exciting. I think it's super exciting. Yeah. And, I, I'm excited yeah. for the shortcut cutting of my processes. Yes. Like that's what excites yes. me is that like, actually, I need to remember some... to use it. That's my problem. Yeah. Oh, no? off. so I am using it for as much as humanly possible but what I'm using it for is the things that I don't like social media captions it oh. writes amazing social media captions yes. like the number of fucking times that you have like I hate writing social media captions like I like doing stories because it's my voice and my face and I can just riff off of right, 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 you right. know but yeah. I like to write the captions for the for the oh I just hate it so I get it to do it now anything that you don't like just get it to do it's amazing I have a little post-it on my desk that says, how can I use AI today? Oh my Just God, to remind that. me to think like, what don't I want to do today? And how could I use yeah, yeah, systems exactly. to help? Because otherwise I will forget. <laughs> no, I love it though. I love it. That's exactly it. Like might as well use, use the tech. That's what it's there for, right? Like before, <laughs> you know, it takes over the world or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's what I'm doing. And um, yeah. Yeah, hopefully to get that full proposal out this month. And I'm still, you know, doing my 500 words a day and working on this writing uh, mindset book. And um, and then, oh, and then I'm going to, you know, after the, after the that memoir, I'm going to, I think, go, uh, edit the New New Zealanders and do a Kickstarter. And I will admit here, I will admit on our podcast that um, <laughs> I was in for the Kickstarter and then I was out for the Kickstarter with you and AK. <laughs> yeah People we still have wanted extended. to be my friend I was yes. like oh they're gonna they're gonna punch me in the nose no we I have extended have the timelines though oh, because yeah yeah we were like mm. it's gonna be so good with the two of you it's gonna be fantastic and perhaps even better because you'll be able to you know like it won't be spread out over three people it'll just be two people it'll be great and I can't wait to help you Thanks. promote it yeah, I'm, I am excited. Like we we came up with quite a lot of ideas and stuff this morning. So I'm, I am excited for, for what Yay. it will be. Um, I don't know if the last time we spoke, Vegas was announced. Was Vegas announced? I don't think so. 
I don't think yeah. it was. It was still a secret. Yeah. So I, so it, it just reminded you, me, you talking about sort of mindset and stuff. The fact that I have to write a, a keynote. So like, I don't know what I'm going to say yet. <laughs> Keynotes. I've only done a few of them and they, they, I really take them so seriously. Like that, that keynote address, like I spend a lot of time crafting it. She's literally, the dog is literally carrying my new azalea plant around in her mouth. Oh Please hold. I'll be right back. Oh literally like having a toddler. <laughs> I swear <laughs> you, except she never stops. <gasps> okay. What were we saying? Uh, Vegas, I think. Oh, Vegas. And I keynotes. adore you so much that I was like, can I afford to go back? Cause we're going in <laughs> August to the States and I can't afford to do two trips, but I would, you're going to be amazing. Do they, do they want a particular topic or are they just like be inspiring Sasha? They said, teach a little, motivate a lot. Ew. And that like was kind one of one or the other. Don't make me do both in one speech. I know. So, so that was kind of the, and obviously about, you know, indie publishing, yeah. in the, you know, so I, I sort of chose a topic, but I am now second guessing myself because I'm not sure. Cause like I, I do best when things are really tangible and like, obviously I'm mostly known for talking about craft mm-hmm. um, and what got me this gig was talking about pros in the market, but that doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a keynote. A keynote is more, you know, it's, it's inspirational. It, it, you know, the, the one thing I will always, always want to hear in a keynote and what I try to deliver in a keynote is your story. We forget that they're like, we're just always, you know, talking to our podcast audience or to our email audience. And we forget that the majority of the people there won't know your story and, or they'll know a little bit about it. They'll know pieces, but they won't. What people love in a keynote is like where I was and how I got here and what I went through on the way. They want that like spoon fed. Like just, I wanted to listen to that all day long, all day long. So there's, there's like a couple of things. The first thing is that in my annual lessons learned, I always do a very similar final section mm. and without fail, everybody's like, you bastard. Like you, you got my eyeballs sweating. Yes. Like, that's the bit that gets people. Yes. And so that kind of like, I'm thinking about including something like that, but I'm not entirely sure. But what I do know is that I want to, <laughs> I want to, I want to make people laugh and then I want to gut them and make them cry. Oh. <laughs> absolutely you're gonna be so flipping good at that are are 20 books um are there I can't remember are they re- released later like the seminars or the workshops yeah, so people yeah. so I'll be able to see it later yeah, anyway yeah it will be on YouTube I think that one might be streamed live you know oh, actually oh my potentially God. yeah potentially I'm not entirely sure I'll have to double check but yeah I think so yeah I'm so proud of you I'm <laughs> so <amazing>. my hands <laughs> You're getting brought I'm, to the States to I'm talk so about nervous. writing. Uh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. If I think about it too much, I, I like sick in the back of my mouth. So I have to like <laughs> not think about it too much. <laughs> but I do have to start working on the on the on the session. Otherwise, like I'm gonna I won't yeah. have enough time to like intellect about it. Yeah. Um, All right. Oh. So by the by the time we talk next month, speaking of intellecting, yeah. you will have you will have drafted three quarters of your new book well 
depending oh, will you on the date, have drafted the whole time and then be into revision. So, the, so my my end date is June the thirtieth. <gasps> That's for the draft. Yeah, the draft has to be done by June the thirtieth. So, depending on when we talk, I might be in the final stages. Depending we're, on how late in June we talk, we're gonna have oh, a challenge conversation. <laughs> You're gonna be, be like, Rachel, or, we're not talking or, today because I gotta finish. Or I'll be like, I'll, 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 what will probably happen is I'll be like, I have to fucking finish before I speak to her. I'm fucking finish. So. <laughs> maybe we'll, maybe we'll calendar like the, the last day now so we could work around. Yeah. I always forget to do that because <laughs> the end of the month comes so fast. I don't understand it. Yeah, I know. It really does. Um, yes. And you will have. I will have the proposal the, off my desk, yeah. which is like, going to yeah. be probably like 50 to 80 pages. And, um. And I think that's really all I need to focus on. Maybe, you, maybe think not, about not, promoting some backlist. What's up? You're not 90 day to Dunning. Oh, I am. I'm also doing that. So. Oh I'm my doing, God. I'm, I'll have released book yeah. two. Sorry. By the time we speak, I'll have released book two. <gasps> Fuck. Oh God. Yeah. You have a little bit to do. It's a good thing. Ah. you know. Are you on your way out at LA? Are you still working there or are you done? I'm not done, done until October. Oh so, no, your face yeah. is that. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, just because of how much there still is to do. Like I literally yeah. said to, to my wife the other day, I was like, we've booked a holiday now. I'm going to have to work every fucking day up until that holiday in order to get everything done because like we have to work like 10 times as hard to take the time off. Oh, but it'll be Fine. so worth I'm, it. It'll be so worth it. It's so worth it because I'm going to sit on my ass like, I'm like the best. I'm going to compete. It is going to be a competition to sit on my ass. Where are you going? (laughs) Turkey. Just like cheap and cheerful turkey on the, like with a pool and it's all inclusive. So I don't have to cook. And I'm so so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been lovely. I'm going to go take care of the toddler now. You can finally eat your chocolate. I know. I'm like staring at it. It's staring at me aggressively. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my friend. Happy writing. Bye. Don't forget to tune in and subscribe on your podcatcher. And when you have a moment, please leave a review.